0: Is there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of love in you. Doctor,
1: doctor, doctor,
0: doctor, doctor, and doctor.
1: It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar.
0: I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. <laughs>
1: The doctor is in. The doctor is in. Yes, we may have just completed autism one, but the doctor who's helping so many folks and kids that have been vaccine damaged is the doctor. Dr. Bittar right here on Advanced Medicine Monday. Dr. Bittar, remember last week when I was joking about you know, people saying, I've forgotten more than you'll ever know. And how we were joking about you've done that to doctors who are real you know, arrogant about that when they tell a, like a patient or anybody, you can't possibly know oh, I'm a doctor and you're not. You remember that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is a place where you'll find these parents are way more educated than the doctors that have abused and damaged their children. And I was just thinking about that from last week. And it's like I'm, I'm talking to these folks and they've had to dig so deep into the research and, and find things to help their their children. Where the doctors are just left dumbfounded, so all they can do is is basically become even more arrogant and dismiss them, and and you can't do that when these parents have have been through what they've been through with their children.
0: That's very true. You know, there's a double-edged sword there too, Robert, because uh-huh. sometimes also people when in the desperation they become butterfly chasers and sure. they go from one flashy colored light to the next one Mm -hmm. without really paying attention or really being focused in on one component. And and that's, that's the other side of the the gamut. So you've got two different extremes here. But as a general rule, I would very strongly agree with you that most of these parents have truly had to become self-reliant, had to go in and delve into the research themselves. And, you know, when a person has observed with their own eyes, a certain Phenomena where they 've seen their child take a shot within forty eight hours or twenty four hours or seventy two hours the child has the first seizure ever and then has sequela after that you know you can 't tell that parent that no this is your imagination it 's in your head there 's nothing wrong blah 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 and that 's unfortunately the rhetoric that most of these parents get from their docs and so they 've had no other choice but to reach deep down and come up with the the information themselves there 's an old saying. Desperation is a mother of innovation and that's actually what happened in our situation, my situation with my son. So, you know, I, I do agree with you there, but I do mm-hmm. think that there's another extreme, too, on the opposite end.
1: Sure. Well, listen, you're coming out of this, and, and there are a lot of emotions flying, and these parents are looking desperately for answers. And, you know, I appreciate the folks at, at Autism One. I certainly appreciate what happens at advanced medicine seminars because this is where people can come and really get beyond just the emotion and the anger. We'll acknowledge the emotions because they're a very real part of our of our human experience, but, you know, channeling those energies and those emotions into something that is positive, which is, you know, I believe the intent, certainly of all the parents that I met at Autism One, uh, but even Dr. Wakefield had talked about a siege mentality of these parents sometimes because everybody's, I wouldn't say it's so much infighting, but groups, you know, are kind of infighting about this instead of coming together with that common goal because there are so many emotions, it's easy to manipulate folks that are in an emotional frenzy.
0: Well, that's one reason that you see that I'm not a part of any of these organizations even though everyone, you know, Dan as an example, had my name, I was the only doctor that ever had mentioned in their position statement as an organization, 17 times my name was mentioned in there and I wasn't even a part of their organization because you know, most for me every every one of these organizations has a political agenda. As any group as soon as it gets big enough starts to have their own agenda. And until I've seen an agenda of an organization that truly is to get the children better, mm-hmm. which it isn't, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say that is not their agenda because if it was, uh-huh. I have had, you know, I can tell you that about 90% of my patients, the, the parents, have been intimately involved with some of these organizations and have said it was an absolute waste of time and effort and they have no, this isn't, these aren't even my words. These are parents' words of children that we've treated because they get involved with different things. I mean, off I'm not going to talk about this on the radio, but do you remember off the radio what I told you what almost happened at, at the Dan Conference uh, in 2005 Yes. and how it almost came down to the blows because there was 34 part of the think tank and for a whole two days, that's all I did was address the think tank group. But the parents, when they found out that I was in Los Angeles at the Dan Conference, but I wasn't on the conference scheduled to speak, they were outraged. And then one of the parents set up something across the street And for that two hours, I mean, Dan just came down to nothing. There was maybe 20 people in that whole conference. It was over 900 people across the street at the hotel when I was speaking. Now, you tell me if the agenda is to get kids better, and we've got literally hundreds and hundreds of kids at that time, it wasn't thousands at that time, that are getting better, and the Dan's own foundational board, one of them, Dr. Jim Nobrander, makes a statement to the rest of the think tank. That this is a train that's moving, and either you can get on on board, or you're going to get crushed by it. He said, "I have used Dr. Butarch's protocol, and there's nothing that comes close to it." And still, they, there's this this dichotomy. And then when they come up and they say to me, Pangborn says, "Well, you know, we've known the DMPs is effective, but I'm like, what? what? You know the DMPs is effective, and then they show me this analysis that they had done uh, feedback from parents." Of all the different modalities of therapy that they tried, over 150 of them, by their own subjective analysis of the parent, the number one therapy that all these parents had used was DMPS. Not necessarily transforming because nobody knew about it at that time, but orally or IV, DMPS was by far the number one. Nothing even came close to it. So I said, then why aren't you letting people know about this? It's because it's not approved. It's like not approved. You Did you take an oath to the government that you're not going to put out something that's not approved? Pretty much every damn thing that they put out there is approved and it's wrong. Like thimerosal, they put it out there. It's wrong. Amalgams, they put it out there. It's wrong. All these chemicals that they've got out there. I mean, you know, Liam's poster that he showed, you know, DDT. They had the ba- picture of the baby on there back in, I don't know, the 1920s. DDT. It's you good know, for no flies you, right? are going to touch me. I yeah, mean, yeah. Because I've got DDT. I mean, my God. How many times do people need to understand that if the government has put their sanction on it, there's something else going on?
1: It's very true, and that's the thing about uh, the worship of authority and, of course, the authoritarian's desire to be worshipped. Now, that's this is not only a governmental thing, but certainly within groups that have agendas, and very often people will put their own you know, selves, their own self-worth, and it's not self-worth, but the worth that they want coming into them, ahead of the reason maybe those organizations were started and that happens all too often
0: that's exactly right robert i mean look this is from an epidemiologist who you met the pediatric gastroenterologist epidemiologist from italy that you met remember the houston Mm -hmm. conference he did the data analysis and he told me that if you take every single doctor in the entire world and all their results and put them all together ours dwarfs all of theirs combined Hmm. now if that's true and and you know the results. You've seen hundreds of videos of children before and after. I challenge anybody to find even five videos of any other doctor with the children that have done, that have made that type of improvement. And let's not forget, this isn't about me. Remember, the question that we're talking about is the agenda of these organizations. And if the agenda is truly a noble agenda to truly benefit, then why is it that all of a sudden over the last couple of years – I haven't been asked to speak at any of these conferences because the results are still there. The people still keep on coming into us. Right. So why is that? That's my only question. Well, if they I found mean, found something better, then that's great.
1: No, but that the, therein lies the the issue of why people are drawn to it outside of the groups, and why there's recognition now that some of these groups have, have not really tapped into what's necessarily the best thing, but there are other uh, economic considerations to, uh, taking precedence. Unfortunately, now I'm not making any specific accusations other than what we're sharing our stories and also the general concerns we have. But our bottom line here is getting kids well, and as you've said so many times, Doctor. If there was something that would work better than what you know, you would adopt it yesterday. I mean, the moment you, that's what you find, you apply it, you adopt it, you promote it. We communicate it every week here on Advanced Medicine Monday, and of course, the Advanced Medicine seminars coming up. I mean, that's why people are growing; that those audiences are growing too.
0: Right, and Robert, and I just want to make sure that you know that it's clear, and I know it's clear to you, but I want mm-hmm. to make sure that's clear that the reason I get so heated about this is because the agenda should only be and not. Shared with any other agendas to get the children better, mm-hmm. and when there are other political issues that are put forward and egos that are uh, put forward, you know, it creates this flashback to me of when I'm standing there looking at my son when he was two years old and couldn't speak, couldn't talk, to him, couldn't communicate. He couldn't say those words that he was saying before, and it it re uh, in it. <laughs> creates that emotional state. Yes. It's almost like a visceral response, you know, when you can't help it if you something and you, you happen to eat something and then you smell that smell, you know, you had food poisoning, you smell something that you had 10 years ago and it caused you to have uh, uh, stomach virus or whatever the issue was, vas- viral gastroenteritis, you're not going to have a choice because when you smell that, you're going to have that visceral response and you're going to vomit again. <laughs> it's that same type of response. Right, right. You know, and I didn't mean to get so hostile just now. but
1: No, no, I can feel I the can, passion coming through, Dr. Vitar I mean, I had to, I had to actually, my uh, microphone here is overheating right now.
0: <laughs> well, you know, because it's, I, don't, I just don't want the, the thought process to be one that, it, it's not about my ego here, believe me, I've got a huge ego and I, I voice my ego, but this is what infuriates me, is under the pretense of trying to help these children, they're trying to create venues of taking advantage of these parents, when the TDDMPS came out as an example, every freaking pharmacy, including like some of the big, big names like Kirkland and some of these other organizations, were using my name to promote their vitamins, saying that I use their stuff exclusively, which their stuff is crap and yet they were using my name, and my attorney even told me, he said, "Well, you can go after them all, or just ignore it." And I said, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't have the funds to go after all these people using my name." But why would an, a, a, a group or why would companies use somebody's name unless they had an agenda? And, they were, and you remember, don't no, make no mistake—they were using my name to promote their products so they could sell more. Sure, it wasn't because the stuff really worked. So this is the thing that infuriates me because they're taking advantage of a. Of a A population, a subpopulation, which is the parents here, that are, one, scared, two, confused, three, they're panicked, and four of them, most of them are naive. And so these organizations feed that under the pretense of wanting to help their children when, in fact, they have no – they don't – Care at all about the children. If they did, then they wouldn't be saying, well, we knew by DMPS that it was better, but you know, we can't talk about it because it's not
1: approved. Not approved, right. Well, mean, the, you, neither
0: you, is you, cocaine know. and heroin, <laughs> neither is marijuana, and neither is certain other things out there, and people have it all over the place. So you're telling me you can't go out there and tell the truth, even if it's, even if you can't use it, or you're scared to use it. I mean, you can use it. It is approved for compounding, but if you're scared, To use it because you're scared to do the right thing fine. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't tell the people the truth.
1: No, this is this is really a difficult time, but thank, it, it, there is some level of maturity I'm seeing in, as evidence in some of these groups. Thank goodness. But, yes, there's still a lot of motions running high because there's still a state of denial in the government, in the bureaucracy, among the drug and vaccine industry, and a lot of the doctors that have not woken up here. And it's very frustrating to deal, quite honestly, with folks that are not willing to look at the facts as they're presented and acknowledge what these kids have been through, what these parents have have witnessed and what you have seen Dr. Batar, and others that are literally they're, they're, they've, they've dedicated their lives to making the difference here and that's what we're doing of course with, with Advanced Medicine Monday so we're going to take a break take a breather maybe I can get some Argentum nitricum into Dr. Batar if he's frustrated too I don't know we'll, we'll see check it all out the links are up remember the next Advanced Medicine Seminar we'll talk about it. it's going to be a big one in Charlotte North Carolina and the one immediately following that in Cancun cool stuff coming up here on the United States and World of Health Talk Radio. It is Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Bittar. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show.
1: Dr. Guitar is fired up today, and I you know I got a question. You brought up Liam Sheff's poster on on uh, DDT. Wasn't that the you know the coolest thing? How he referenced that in terms of uh, polio incidents, you know what they oh, yeah. were spraying everywhere. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's a toxicological nightmare for the nervous system. But it's a virus.
0: Oh, is it really? Well, you know that's the thing, Robert. So many of those things that we've been taught, and honestly, I've heard the case made before that it's uh, new. And innovative techniques of hygiene and how people live more comfortably, and it was really that change that caused the polio virus to disappear. And it wasn't really a polio, vi- polio virus. And you know, some of that may have sat with me, but I, I didn't really, I didn't really buy into that all the way. But what Liam showed, yes. and with that graph of showing the incidence of decline and DDT and dioxin and the change. You know, it was just slightly. The graph is slightly shifted forward on the polio. You you could almost superimpose the two on each other.
1: Yeah, it was incredible. It,
0: It was amazing. And so I don't know. I don't know whether anybody else. I mean, I don't know how he came up with that. But that I couldn't believe that when I was looking at that, going holy. Well, well, you know. know,
1: it. Yeah, but also we always talk about the, the virological virus hunters, right? They always need to find a virus because then they can blame it. Everybody's freaking out. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. And then we talk about issues of toxicology, how, you know, some folks at CDC in that department. These are the smart people that really know what's going on at the source of the terrain damage and what manifests. And, of course, that's a living example in the 20th century of poisoning, literally poisoning populations of children with this stuff and of course it's a known neurotoxin as well and then when you start learning about how they claim to isolate a polio virus, wasn't that a unbelievable? What we, what we thought was scientific isolation was just a bunch of monkey brains and crap, literally?
0: Yeah, and, and the way he did the HIV thing and you know, how the story was promoted and what it was and how, it, how the AIDS virus started, I mean you really have to You really have to have Liam tell it because, I don't know, there's something that when he tells it, it just, I don't know, maybe it's the humorous way that he does it or maybe it's the nonchalant way that he does it or the not-in-your-face way that he does it that allows you to almost Mm -hmm. find yourself sitting on the opposite side going, you know… It's
1: like the what the... Yeah, well, yeah the Just, what the well, moments. You know, he's got, yeah, really, uh, Liam, I know you're out there listening, his head is swelling, but it's okay. Uh, it, it, literally what he's doing is taking people off of that defensive posture and bringing them in on the joke. And, of course, it's a dangerous and it's a sick joke, but you really, it's, it's such a disaster, the lies that have been basically adopted as truths and facts that if you don't laugh, you, you will cry because it's embarrassing at any point when we look at ourselves and go, how were we ever duped by this? But they're very professional and slick in the way they present this stuff, and it becomes the truth because it's told over and over and over and over again, and that was the concept of how do you make a lie appear to be the truth.
0: It's almost like religion. you mm-hmm. know. It's a doctrine that's fed to people, and it's accentuated to them why they're better than the next religion, and and people buy into it, and then they the, the differences are accentuated. So I I do believe you're right. The way Liam does it, he, he may actually be using their own tactics even better because now he's adding humor to it.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And and he's turning the tables on them. But I mean, it really is done in a very efficient way. In that hour and fifteen minutes that he talked, he tackled the polio issue. He tackled the the HIV issue. He tackled uh, partially the nine eleven issue. He tackled a lot about the gut, liver, and the pesticides that GMOs, the manipulation of our dietary mm-hmm. uh, intake. And, and so he covered a lot of ground in a very short period of time, and he did it very efficiently. So I was impressed.
1: Well, and you know the funny thing about the medical orthodoxy that defends the other position is that they're humorless. I mean, they're they're, they're absolutely without humor. They can't laugh at anything. So one of the best tools you have in your in your arsenal is to laugh at them and make it what they're doing so ridiculously absurd that it's funny and they got they got nothing on that
0: that's true that's a that's a great point that's a very good point and it makes it entertaining for the other side that's the receptive side the side that you're trying to get the message across to
1: yeah exactly exactly so there's enough of the the debates and the shoutings and how many times have i featured folks that have been uh, attacked ad hominem style, if you will, just because there was no th- there really wasn't a scientific argument against, for instance, what you've done and achieved or what Dr. or Professor Peter Duisberg has done in so much of revealing his perspectives in the science of retrovirology, how the whole idea that a retrovirus could do what they claim the so-called AIDS virus that doesn't even exist in reality uh, could do. And yet those folks, including you, have good sense of humor. You know, Ty Bollinger might say you don't, but I say you do. <laughs>
0: well, it's just Ty Bollinger. I mean, look at Ty. That's why. Yeah, that's what why can you can do with Ty? He's always the butt of my jokes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course. That's why he wouldn't like. But no, the, the, for the folks that have done this, even though they could be extremely angry, and listen, we're human, we have anger, we have frustrations, but ultimately we'll laugh about these things. And those guys and gals on the other side, when it comes to self-looking, you know, looking, self-reflecting, absolutely no humor no way they could laugh at themselves in a a million years because they're so close to losing it all
0: you know actually it not to change the subject but uh there's a picture i found on the internet of ty and i together Mm -hmm. and we were both you know laughing and smiling so i i just i f- was trying to figure out how to get that off the internet because i didn't want people to actually think that ty and i were were friends because we just looked like <laughs> you know two really close friends are sitting there enjoying life together so i got to figure out how to get that internet piece off because otherwise you know it's gonna oh ruin our no
1: and you, and you know we're going up to the hill freedom expo and ty is going to be there and you won't be there to defend yourself so I'll, yeah, I'll do my level he's, best. Gonna good,
0: he's gonna have a good time with me then i'm sure
1: <laughs> when i bring up your name uh-oh look out oh ty can you sit down please no no it's not about you uh, <laughs> Oh man! Well, I can't wait till we're all together at an advanced medicine seminar. That will be incredible, boy! Oh boy! I don't think a city could contain it, but we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Doctor Bittar. Last week, when I had Liam on, it was you know right after the the advanced medicine seminar. One of the things he, he was just most moved by one of the videos you presented at the last seminar there of of the woman. She was the nurse, and we've talked about her. You know, uh, had what was it like a stage four cancer? I mean, it was really brutal. Yeah, yeah. What She went. Yeah, she through.
0: had. She had cancer, oncological nurse, forty years had mm-hmm. breast cancer, went through chemo radiation, got a clean bill of health, and then four or five years later, she was uh, on routine exam, picked up that she had something suspicious in her lungs. They worked her up, and the cancer was in her brain, in her scalp, in her spine, in her lungs, in her liver, in her spleen. They gave her three months to live, and that's when she came to us.
1: Yeah, and of course, you, you, and the video reveals you—you know—you have it in stages of her re- recovery. And yeah. it, that was he was so astonished by that is is you know wit, you're witnessing someone who's acknowledging that she wasn't supposed to be alive and she's feeling better. It's like you, you see the wheels turn. It's like wait you know maybe I, I am going to live. I mean it, it, this is just you don't see this every day. Even reality TV is not that moving.
0: Yeah, actually, and that's one of the reasons I show some of these videos. It's actually to shift that belief because people want to believe, but they find it hard to believe. So when you show them a person that had stage four cancer with you know, seven different sites of metastasis with a prognosis of only three months more of life, already referred to hospice, and then you see her go through the transition. You can actually see the physical change in her face from each segment, and it's six months, a year and a half later, then two and a half years later, then four years later, and you can actually see the improvement in her physical being up until the last segment, which she hadn't had any treatment for four or five years, and you can see the deterioration is beginning again. So the point being that those videos are put together to, one, allow an individual to shift their belief system because it provides proof and... A lot of people talk about that stuff, but, you know, you've seen all the videos. I mean, we've got literally hundreds of videos of people in different conditions and different disease processes. And that's the reason we did it, so that we can actually – Document what's going on. A study is not documentation, as far as I'm concerned, because you can manipulate the data. Nobody can really see it. It's not emotional, but you can see people getting better. You can see the transition they go through. And uh, I know that Liam. Mm-hmm. I think Liam actually told me that he didn't know I went through all the stuff because of the legislature and because of the fight with the board and all that stuff. Right. Because as I was walking out for lunch, you know, he goes, "Come here, come here! I want to give you a hug." And he just finished talking about the HIV stuff, right? And in talking about how a lot of his gay friends had made passes at him or something like that. And I said, <laughs> I said, Ben, listen, I, I don't go that way. So you know, I just gotta, you know. He goes, I'm surprised that the HIV, the the, the virus, the AIDS virus didn't jump on you.
1: <laughs> how did he take that? That must have
0: been hilarious. We were, we were we were laughing about it. It was it was pretty funny. Oh he's got a great sense of humor. And so I told him that I, I want him to. Hopefully, he's going to be at the Charlotte conference, but I want him to possibly be an opening act for me. I mean, I don't know how we got
1: to right, make it that, happen, but, but he's got to sell enough books to be able to do it. You know, he's a. Right. Uh, yeah, the author that he is is doing a lot of great work, and we want to support him, of course. Now, uh looking at the next Advanced Medicine Seminar, I have to say, the opportunity, it, just to see some of these videos, but it's so much more than that, of course. It's interacting with the doctors, the doctors interacting with everybody. Some of these doctors have been ill before, and that's why they're motivated to do this. I mean, you're getting the human aspect. And remember, that was the bottom line of the medical boards when you bring all these people up that are healed. They're irrelevant remember the word yep. they're irrelevant of course the most relevant thing and they would say what is relevant is the studies that you mentioned can the data can be manipulated and it's done all the time how many how many studies now we find that uh, you know even uh dr marcia angel and others have said and written about the the studies in the journals that can't be relied upon conflicts of interest and you know what's you know not a conflict of interest someone that was sick and got well and finding out what they did to get there it is most relevant
0: And telling their own story in their own words because Mm -hmm. here's the thing. If they say that pictures are worth a thousand words, studies are words, if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a movie, a video is worth a million and you cannot refute an individual telling their own story, especially when you see the difference physically occurring over years and years and it's been documented. Because, Robert, here's the thing. Think about this just for a second. How can an individual, and of course the medical board had no other choice but to do this, but how can an individual refute the evidence that they have seen with their own eyes and then say, oh, I trust the study that I wasn't there to see. I don't know whether somebody made up those numbers. I don't know anything about it, but no, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to rely on the peer reviewed process, the same peer reviewed process that's allowed for hundreds if not thousands of studies to be published that were lies, that have allowed for numerous drugs to be put on the market that have killed people and maimed people. So you're going to rely on something like that, but you're not going to rely, as a medical board said, irrelevant to those cases. You're not going to rely on your own eyes that God gave you so you can tell the difference between truth and lies.
1: Yes, to all of our friends listening at the FDA, how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, unfortunately, they can't do anything about going right. to the you know the videos and saying that because there's no product that we talk
1: about. No, there, there's nothing there. But, I mean, isn't it interesting that our government that is in bed with the pharmaceutical industrial complex most vociferously and vehemently attacks anybody who would make a testimonial statement? Because it's the most powerful thing in the world, more powerful than all the research, published, peer-reviewed literature, that human aspect of a story. This is where I was. This is what happened to me. This is what I did. This is where I am today. And that is why they don't allow anybody to tell the truth about their own experience and tie it into anything that is not, let's say, approved with a better way of saying it, but by government in this sense. And, of course, the only thing they want to approve is that which they can control and manipulate, and that is data turned into studies and peer-reviewed literature or journals that do have conflicts of interest.
0: And see, the thing is, Robert, those patients are talking about coming through the clinic and getting treated, Mm. and the FDA can't do anything there because the there's already Supreme Court precedences that say that the FDA does not have a license to practice medicine, so therefore they cannot talk about a, a medical a treatment once it's been approved. And what we're doing has, you know, the patient is not talking about the treatments that they had, the therapies that they took, the the nutritional support or the pharmaceuticals or whatever the person ended up doing. There's no product, there's no treatment, there's no therapy, there's no machine or Anything else that's mentioned because it's a process, and that process is that detoxification, the systemic detoxification, the physiological optimization, the immune modulation, the target acquisition, the maintenance phases of the treatment. So they can't say anything. They, they literally can't say anything. They have to attack that patient for coming out and saying that this is what I was, this is how I'm now, and I got better after going through treatment at this clinic. They have. They can't do anything.
1: All right, let's hear from our uh, FDA agent right now. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you're right. They can't say anything, Doctor Bittar. Hey, you're listening to Advanced Medicine Monday on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Doctor Rasha Bittar following up on the Autism One Conference. We got lots more healing to go. Stand by. Tell your friends. This is the place for health, freedom, and healing, liberty. Remember, a lot of the archives already up at MedicalRewind.com. Easy access to Advanced Medicine Monday. So we shall be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: Rocking the health world through the power of radio, it's the Robert Scott Bell Show.
1: Well, how are you guys and gals out there feeling about the medical system now? Right? This is, you know, if you haven't read The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, that's uh, Dr. Pitar's international best-selling book. You're a new listener. You don't know about it yet. Get it. And it will tell you all you need to know about what went wrong with medicine, but more importantly, what you can do, just like we talk about here, what happens at the seminars and things. But, if you're into Obamacare, hey, that's cool because there's been a great new appointment that I heard last week was made, Dr. Batar. The same gal that was so, so-called interim head of the IRS that started targeting patriot groups and, and, and Tea Party folks, she wasn't really fired. She was reassigned to head Obamacare.
0: So she was promoted.
1: Yeah, she was promoted. <laughs> this is what you do when you screw up royally. You get a promotion in government.
0: Yeah. That's unbelievable.
1: That's got to breed a lot of confidence now. I mean, if you're a if you're a Tea Party patriot, a uh, conservative, you know they're gunning for you. They're going to double your mercury dose in every vaccine.
0: That's not even funny, Robert. <laughs> oh, no,
1: I'm sorry. But, I mean, this is just a disaster what's happening. Increasingly, what's happening in the Obama administration, I think, is a desperate, scorched earth policy to just leave nothing in its wake. I mean, how do you how do you explain that? I mean, for anybody that even thought Obamacare was legitimate, and some of our friends on the left did, when you pull something like that and, it, and you're attacking the Associated Press, which has been a mouthpiece for in, uh, the not only the Obama administration but just about every other one, they, that's how the media has played it. And now you're attacking them. You're you're, suspi- you're spying. I mean, you're you're asking to be, I don't know, burnt at the stake at this point.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a scary thing. It's more than scary. But again, all I can say is that they are changes, and we can see that. We can see people and the outrage. Even even a lot of the supporters of the administration currently have apparently now started to question and you know it's it doesn't matter this is the one thing that people really need to understand it doesn't matter who the administration is it doesn't matter if it's the democrats or it's the republicans honestly yeah it's just an illusion and it's an illusion to create our focus to onto things that aren't really pertinent so that we try to convince the other group of our point of view whereas in actuality i think that the puppet masters are the same for either group and uh, mhm you know there, there is an agenda. That, and actually, I think that Liam is the best one to talk about that agenda because he says it openly. He said, "I don't know who they are, <laughs> but they are some. They, you know, they are somebody, and they have an agenda. And the way he presents it, it's almost like, well, this the only the only reason this could be going on is because they want to try to control the population. Whoever they is, but it's not a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's not a mistake because, you know, you could say, well, these people fell asleep at the Wheel and they were appointed to protect the public, and they just fell asleep, and so it was it was a mistake. But it wasn't a mistake. It's too well organized. And when you start looking at, as we talked about before, that movie Mercury Rising.
1: Right. We talked yes. about
0: that before on the show, but we talked about it at the advanced medicine seminar. And just for those that never heard about it before, Mercury Rising. I think it was in 1983, a Bruce Willis movie. And Mercury Rising is about a child that has autism that breaks the national security code, and the government is after him. They're trying to kill him. And I thought there's so many things in that movie that when you watch and when you know the truth, the hair in the back of your neck starts to rise because that movie came out in the 1980s and the National Vaccine Initiative started in 1991 and that's – in 1991, the incidence of autism was only one out of 10,000. And after that, it's now gotten up to one out of 50 or whatever it is, but most recently in Forbes Magazine in USA as they reported. But when you start looking at that movie and you said that was seven years before or eight years before – the national vaccine initiative when the so-called epidemic of autism began you realize that somebody was trying to warn us
1: yes Yes, uh, the, the the thing is, you know, we've talked about the film. If you're a new listener, that Mercury Rising ha- had the autistic child that they targeted. It was, uh, and here was proceeding all of the things that were to happen as they uh, increased the vaccine schedule, which increased the mercury injections with the thimerosal as well. You know, why why did they call it Mercury Rising? I mean, these are things that are just uh, really.
0: But, but Robert, it's a lot more than just that. There's like sure. almost two hundred different things in that movie. I've watched it a couple of times now, and there are things, subtle things in that movie, that there is no way that anybody could have known that unless they knew the truth. For example, there's a scene when Bruce Willis comes out of the ICU and he asks the nurse, what's wrong with this kid? Doesn't he get it? And the nurse answers, that's the problem. He gets everything. That is the truth. These children are extremely bright. They're far more superior, cognitively speaking, than their peer group. But a conventional nurse, even today, would never say that because they think that there's something wrong with these children. They're toxic, but the polymorphism that allows for this toxicity to become the situation that it is, i.e. autism, which is nothing more than mercury toxicity and other metals too, but mercury by far the most significant one of them all on board a physiology that can excrete. Well, that polymorphism that prevents them from actually being able to excrete, that polymorphism actually exists on the same allele that defines raw cognitive ability. I haven't proven it yet, but I have Observe this and I have pointed out in conference after conference after conference, even at this last advanced medicine seminar, I went through everybody that was there that had a child that had autism or that had a concern about autism. And everybody, I mean, there were people that were, that were in tears about this because it, the, I give them an example of what these children do and I proved that their ability to comprehend certain things is far superior than that of the average individual. They understand once you get these children back, once you bring them back, their, cognitive superiority is easily seen because of their ability to strategize, play strategy games. Their humor is far greater than that of a neurotypic child of the same age once you get them back. So I believe that the allele that defines the inability to excrete, the the polymorphism that occurs on that particular allele that defines the inability to excrete is the same allele that defines raw cognitive ability. So in fact, children that are being exposed to mercury that are actually having this phenomena occur are the brightest children on the planet and it's i don't believe it's a mistake that it was that this uh scenario has occurred this way because now you go back to the movie mercury rising yes you know it's not only called mercury rising from the title but it's about an autistic child that we know it's because of mercury i mean that we know and whoever put that movie together already knew it's it's the child is able to break the national security code just while playing a game, which we know that that's true, too. At least I know that's true because I've observed that. And then their government is after this child. They don't want the child to get better. They're trying to get rid of the child. They kill the parents. And that, we also believe, is – at least I believe now, after hearing Liam and after seeing the evidence, because there's no way, knowing what we know about the vaccines, knowing how toxic mercury is, the second most toxic substance known to man, and we're putting in the children's vaccines, we're injecting them with it, we're giving it to the mothers while the baby is in utero, we're exposing, I mean, we already know the Centers for Disease Control, the NHANES data in 2003 showed that one out of six women of childbearing age is mercury toxic. All these things in a movie 30-some years ago that they had, that was giving us a warning it's over and over you listen to that movie you watch that movie each one of those points robert it's not just the title it's so much more than the title
1: well your homework uh, this weekend i know we're just at the beginning of the week or if you get time during the week maybe summer off you, you go there find it on netflix or something check out mercury rising see what dr batar has seen what we've talked about here and now with your new eyes and ears what do you pick up from that movie it's fascinating how many things are being put into movies today or a few years ago even, that we're seeing manifest here today as if they were put out there as a warning to us all.
0: Absolutely, Robert. It's not only just this movie. There have been other movies we've seen that give messages to us, subtle messages, that for those that are awake, they can start to see that there's a hidden agenda that somebody is trying to get across to us. And they're doing it in a manner that's not going to offend the hierarchy and perhaps the hierarchy won't even notice it. And usually probably doesn't because they're clueless. But Hmm. I say that, I say that, you know, only partially in jest, but the point being that there is a lot of stuff out there that if we just pay attention to, we will see things that, that will warn us and that will tell us the direction we should take. And this is just one example. But I think your suggestion for people to go as homework and watch that movie and see what they see now with their new eyes, with the new information they have, it it will really, truly awaken an individual
1: yeah everybody loves to see an old Bruce Willis movie come on even on that front but yes there's a lot more depth to it than that we'd love to hear from you if you do see it give us a call 866-939-BELL 866-939-2355 remember if you have a question for Dr. Rasha Bittar, he's I mean, how are you going to hold you are not going to call him at home just call him here he'll answer it on the air with him, with me and we'll get it out to you we've got one more segment to wrap up uh, this week's Advanced Medicine Monday show so don't go anywhere Dr. Batar and I will be right back
0: Live around the world, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Show. (laughs) (laughs) The Robert Scott Robert Scott Bell Show.
1: Once again reminding you Advanced Medicine Seminars if you haven't booked yours yet come on down to Charlotte July 19th and 20th for all our healthcare provider friends and for all the lay audience that can come on just the 20th it's awesome the, the it's just a great Saturday for everybody and we're looking to be there take a family trip to Charlotte and enjoy it and for that matter think about August a big big vacation fully fully covered beach boys all inclusive Cancun Mexico. We got the links up at robertscottbell dot com. Check it out. Hey, Doctor Pataro, coming off Autism One. Of course, everybody's uh, presenting different new research, new ideas, fascinating stuff. And I know you've been working on some new things recently as well. I don't know that we've talked about it in depth on the air yet, though.
0: Yeah. The uh, Are you talking about the Doctor Moray? Yes. That's what we did. Yeah. Well, it'll probably be released here shortly i 'm not sure how it 's going to be released, but I think it's probably going to be you know paper that's going to be published but it 's uh, essentially looking at the NADH ferric cyanide reductase activity essentially
1: dude you can 't the- say that so fast that 's just not that 's not right it 's not fair <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's basically uh, uh, an enzyme activity, and basically it indicates if there is damage at the self hydro group and i 'm trying to make this as simple as possible but essentially there is now a test that can show that there was damage at the self-hydro group. And the self groups are the part of the protein that actually holds the protein together and allows it to maintain its integrity. So the self-hydro groups uh, are bonds. Think of it as bonds that – well, they are bonds. Mm-hmm. They're Think of them as connections that allow the protein to maintain its configuration. You know how it looks like a ball of yarn. is kind of convoluted. Sure. If you – if you break those bonds and it basically disravels and just becomes a, becomes a chain of uh, peptides. But the NADH ferric cyanide uh, reductase is uh, an enzyme and the activity of this particular enzyme seems to be compromised, which indicates that there's been damage. And essentially, it collaborates and supports the fact – Not, it's not saying that mercury caused a damage, but it shows that there's damage and that is exactly where mercury binds to. Mercury binds to the self-hydro groups. So it – it's basically, you know, some people would look at it and say, oh, well, you know, yeah, sure, you're seeing damage there, but that doesn't mean it's mercury. Well, that's where mercury goes. I mean, if you're going to be out in the pasture and you got horses out in the pasture, then you know that if there's damage to the pasture, it's probably caused by the horses and not by zebras. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, one of those type of things. There's mercury out there. Uh, these children, we know they have mercury. We know they can't get rid of the mercury. And then we see the NADH ferredoxin reductase activity being compromised. So that damage is coming from where it's coming from the mercury.
1: Well, there you go. So this test could help the doctors, the community, the medical community could help the parents what do you how do you perceive it being utilized once this information is out there?
0: most likely where a individual can have a test done and to see if there is damage to that essential area of um, of um, the the bond area of the peptide, and if there is damage there then you know that something is causing that damage. And then the next step is to find out what it is. But, in my practice, what I'm going to be using this test for is to establish the level of improvement, meaning this activity of this enzyme should start increasing as you start taking away the causative factor that's causing the damage. Uh, well, of course, and some would say that, you know, what's the point of the test anyway? Because, I mean, in, in one way, Robert, I don't need to do the test because as we treating the children, they're getting better. You don't need a test to show that, you know, this enzyme is deficient or this enzyme's compromised or this enzyme is getting better. But in actuality, the fact that it's an enzyme that's directly related to damage, meaning that the activity is going to change based upon the level of damage, you should see an increase or a decrease. Increase if there's more damage, and decrease if it's starting to get better, which then collaborates with the fact that clinically, you know, you're taking out the substance that causes damage, i.e., mercury and other metals, and then of course that enzyme activity should start coming back into the normal limit. So, it's there is there is a clinical correlation. Could I? continue to practice without the test, of course I could. But for other people that may not be so politically uh, outrageous as we are, you yeah. know, they may want to just say, well, okay, let me see if there's damage to this particular area and then they do the test and then they don't have to say that it's mercury induced. They just know that there's damage to that area and then they can do whatever they're going to do to try to fix that. But right. we know what the damage is. In other words, we know the causation. We're not just starting to establish that there was actually damage caused in a certain crucial period or certain crucial point.
1: Well, that was a total egghead segment of the Robert Scott Bell Show. I Listen, if anybody's intimidated when you hear such talk, I mean, this is the, the level at which we can discuss and I recognize some of our audience are really into it and others are going, I'm, I'm glazing over. That sounds really cool and fascinating. But what I would encourage you to do again is to pick up the nine steps to keep the doctor away because it's written in such a way that any of our doctor in the audience, doctors in the audience, or any of the lay, lay folks in the audience can get it. You'll feel it. You'll read it. You will live it. You'll understand. So you, you know, don't worry about some of the science in this in this regard. That's why you know I hesitate to go, go intense that way. But there are enough uh, I think docs and scientists in the audience. I think they need to hear some of the things that you've helped to identify as well as the practical tools that we can provide, knowing what we know.
0: Yeah, let me let me dumb it down for you. Mercury causes damage. This is looking at one of the damages and really that's all it's going to it's going to show us that that damage is in the same area that mercury is known to cause an effect.
1: But you had to you had to uh, say it that way to impress the guy who says he forgot more than you've learned. That's what <laughs> it was all about. <laughs> We got to get them back. You know? I was just
0: practicing my spiel when I give a presentation on it.
1: Right to those to those humorous bad guys at, at, uh, at the, in the bureaucracy, I guess you could say. Listen, it's you know it's it's a wild ride right now, and another aspect of the nine steps to keep the doctor away. We just have a couple of minutes left here. Uh, the spiritual toxicity. We do talk about it from time to time. We just did a heavily scientific discussion for a moment there, going into the spiritual aspects of this. Even though it looks to be chaos out there, it's very scary, some of the things that are happening. There is a a correctness, a spiritual correctness. There's always something, a reason for it. Everything's in its proper place, even though it looks pretty brutal and ugly. The question is, what do you do with that once you realize that? Where do you go with that awareness, that consciousness that sometimes it's not pleasant to recognize?
0: Well, Robert, I will... I, I don't know whether that was a rhetorical question or whether you are going to say something, but I actually that's had something you. to say here. So. Was, that, was that a setup for me? That was for you, baby. That was for me. Well, <laughs> here's what I would say to that because I, you already know what my answer is. Mm-hmm. Think Herxheimer's. Before the new can set in, the old must be shed, and that's what's happening. We are in a very, very exciting time in history. Go out and look at the night sky post 2012 the night sky is different i don't know what it is but every person that i've talked to about and said look at the night sky they've come back to me and said my god you're right there's something different i don't know what it is i'm not an astronomer but there's something different about the night sky
1: damn it jim i'm a doctor not an astronomer (laughs) 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 i'm sorry i had to i'm sorry (laughs) that
0: was good that was good uh by the way i really do like that new introduction i know it's not so new anymore but that really is a nice introduction so tell don i appreciate that but Coming back to the spirituality aspect, I believe that this is that Herxheimer's that's been taking place and and we are now in the beginning stages of the new era for mankind. And it's a very, very exciting time to be alive. And I know it's tough, and I know many of the people have had some tough things. Robert, you know some of the things that have happened with us recently with yep. the you know with the challenges with some of the government institutions, and I am going to be sending out uh, a request for prayer so anybody that that's out there if we don't actually I probably will explain why but uh, on the email but some, last time when we did this a lot of people were upset because we didn't say why so right, it's, right. it's just heads up, heads up for yeah. support uh, but the point is that this is an exciting time so just hold on to that and understand awareness is key Mm -hmm. and you have the power as Robert always says, as I always say during the seminars, the power to heal is yours but the power to do anything is yours and so once you understand that whatever's going around you is just an illusion anyway because we are not humans having a spiritual experience we're spirits having a human experience
1: and with that it's still a God's honest truth here every week, every day on the Robert Scott Bell Show Advanced Medicine Monday, the power to heal is yours The Robert Scott Bell Scott Bell Show.